0: Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of to Hockey. We are your hosts, Joel and Sora, and we are being thoroughly entertained to one hell of a first round of the playoffs thus far. Anywhere from questionable calls by the officials, uh, big hits, comebacks of the ages, stars living up to their star status in the most important times, and who will be the first to move on to the second round. We'll be covering all these topics now on to Hockey. But first, Sawyer, would you like to let everybody know how you've held up this past week, uh, especially after that uh, Saturday night?
1: Yeah, Saturday night was kind of wild for not just me, but even yourself. We we had, <laughs> we had a pretty late night there. I think we were up till it was close to 4 a.m., correct? I think it was yeah, a late was. one. We had our rec, uh, our rec team party there after winning the championship and let's just say the trophy got a little bit of a makeover didn't it oh man like i went downstairs everyone was kind of
0: wondering where everybody was so i went downstairs where they're doing the surgery on the new trophy and i got down there the trophy was completely dismantled and then i was trying to fix it i couldn't fix it we had no equipment all we had was nails and a hammer how much fucking fixing can you do with a trophy? you can't bad? do a
1: whole lot with that and like it ended up the base did stay intact, though. I don't, I don't know how, but luckily the base <laughs> did. And then it was just a 2x4 about, I don't know, 7 feet tall <laughs> yeah. with a plastic bowl screwed in at the top <laughs> with drywall screws. So it was a really a makeshift kind of trophy and very late-night uh, shenanigans trying to be able to drink out of the trophy.
0: Yeah, it was fun, though, and uh, you got to tell everybody, too, that we won that— uh we won the soccer championship
1: at the at the party yes a little recreational soccer in the garage it was about a uh what four or five feet space a four by yep. four five by five and uh pretty well just when you get the ball on the foot just fucking hammered at the yep. garage door Hopefully a bunch of drunk young
0: adults <laughs> playing this game
1: yeah it was uh it was quite the scene and it was a lot of beers being drank some fireball getting passed around hell of a night yeah but, bio, bio seals were on sale two for five bucks as well so <laughs> that can't go wrong with that. you gotta buy those
0: <laughs> couldn't believe they did that but uh and you gotta tell them about my winnings too my two big bets of the you head. had
1: yeah joel did have a couple huge bets there over the weekend he bet some ties uh meaning like going into overtime what you what you end up winning like 150 bucks off those
0: yeah i won about 100 bucks on each bet
1: yeah, crazy, crazy turnover there for yourself, uh, especially when you were just completely smashed. Yeah, I was and like, I'm not going to watch these had, games. You might have had just like two brain cells communicating inside your head. Yeah. And that's what it's stringed long.
0: Well, maybe that's the answer to it all, is maybe let's just get drunk as fuck and make some bets. Maybe that's the answer to it all.
1: It could be, because really, you never know what's going to happen anyway, so just yeah. go with your gut.
0: You don't care how much money you spend. You just <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let's
1: go at it. Throw it around. You got cash in there. You're not going to see it again.
0: Yeah, it's like oh geez, I would have been gone anyways. Probably it would probably you know sometimes you don't wake up with your wallet or your phone, so you're like oh, I might as well spend it now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just to be just to make sure that you actually did spend it. But yeah. uh, might as well get in right into the. Oh yeah, let's, let's get, let's get so, into it, man. It's been an exciting round one. Uh, I think we're gonna go right from the west, do all the west okay. matchups. And okay, can I tee you off? Yeah, tee me up. Uh, I'm like, I'm in Ovi's office right now. Okay, I'm
0: teeing you up right now with. The Oilers and Kings. Let's go. Ooh. What do you think of that?
1: What do I think of that? Well, I think if anybody wants to talk about this series, you've got to start with one man and one man only. Yeah. Leon Drysidle. No, come on. It's Leon what? Leon motherfucking <laughs> Drysidle. Yeah. Talk about yes. top three player in the league, and he's not three. Let's just say that. Oh, he man. is an absolute beast so far for the Oilers. Yeah, He's at a point per game in the playoffs of 1.659. Uh, second of all time behind only the great one who also donned the Edmonton Oilers jersey. And, yes, that's ahead of all the other greats like Mario Lemieux of all playoff time. Like It's crazy what this guy's been doing. He's got, what was it, 68? Point sixty, I think maybe sixty-nine because he got one there last night in forty-two career playoff games, uh, up until game five, just this round, and up until up until last night's game there in game five, he was on for fourteen straight Oiler goals. So every goal from game one to four, he was on the ice for. Just how does that even happen, right?
0: Well, is it maybe because, like, we'll call him Doctor Dre whatever you want to call him. That's what I call him
1: sometimes. But uh,
0: is he literally like the doctor of like picking goalies apart?
1: He's got to be. we we got to think of a really good nickname for him there because this guy's been just a masterful player out there so far. And we we said it in our playoff preview there a few weeks back, uh, a couple weeks back, sorry, uh, that the only way the Canes are going to really be able to beat this Oilers team is if they find a way to shut down either McDavid or Dreisaitl and, Hopefully one of them just doesn't blow up. Well, your worst nightmare kind of just came true there, L.A. Kings. You were able to shut down one in McDavid, and shut down might be kind of a strong word because he's still putting up pretty solid numbers. He's, like, he's got two goals, six assists, eight points right now. But yeah. he, he had he was pointless game one, though. So Kings did great in that category there. But uh, you just got to look at Leon Joyce that will lead in the way for this team because there hasn't been much secondary uh, scoring depth. Either with this Oilers mm-hmm. until up until last night when we finally seen it, so it was nice to kind of see that. But the big reason the Canes are really still in this matchup is because of their goaltending Corpusallo. I'd say he's got to be the top one of the top five like trade deadline additions so far this season. Oh, and yeah. he, he's got to be the Canes goalie moving forward in the future, right? They probably got to find a way to re sign this guy. I they, know he had a,
0: he's a shaky game there last night, they but... found a way to get through him last night, the Oilers. <clears throat> I tell you that.
1: They did. Uh, I want to say, like, the LA Canes team didn't play that all oh, that great last night either, though. It wasn't just himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple great shots, though, that did go by him. A couple he maybe should have had, but all in all, it's just, it just wasn't his night. But you also have to look at Philip Deneau of this LA Canes, time, LA Canes team. This is why he gets paid the big bucks, right? He gets to take on the toughest battles. He can shut down any team's top line. We've seen him do it numerous times in the playoffs. He shut down Matthews and the Leafs there. Yep. He's now got the opportunity to shut down McDavid, the best best player in the world, and now he's got to be probably going to get Don the task of doing on dry side here too. Probably a little double shift for him.
0: Are they going to switch it up though? Are they going to start to
1: well, okay? They, saddle is the new McDavid now. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's shifted over to Dreisaitl because he's hot. But, but then McDavid get hot, and then, yeah, I don't know. But they actually had them both apparently on the same line there last night, McDavid and dry and Panned out? It did pan out because Bukestad actually got bumped up to line two, scored a couple goals, finally got that secondary scoring that the yeah. team desperately needs. Uh, the power play has been absolutely sensational for the Oilers. But there's got to be at some point, right, where we're thinking it can't keep going on. At some point, this a team they're going to face in the playoffs, they're looking like it's going to be the Knights next round, if they can even still get past this Kings team, because really it's going back to L.A., and L.A. can easily take that one as well. We can see Game 7. and We both had Game 7 written over all over this series at the start, but if their power play is not clicking, are you pretty worried about this this team? Edmonton? Yeah.
0: I'm not. I I feel like uh, I feel like them winning last night is going to lock them in to move on to round two. Uh, especially if even if it goes back to Edmonton, I know anything can happen in Game Seven. But I just feel like having Drysaitl and McDavid on the same team, and you know you got some vets on there. You know you got Hyman there, Nugent-Hopkins. You have a good cast there in Edmonton. I feel like I feel like this is a year that they will go deep and they will not. They'll not be exited in the first round, that's for sure. Unfortunately, L.A. is putting up a great fight, but I just feel like the Edmonton Oilers just has the team for it, and I feel like they. this is kind of like their time, if you know what I mean. Like, It kind of reminds me of a team like Pittsburgh back in the time whenever Malkin and Crosby was around, Dreisaitl and McDavid's age, you know? I feel like this is the Oilers' time to go on a little run here for the next you know, few,
1: three or four years. I do worry about their secondary scoring, though. If it's not coming out of the top six it's not coming like the only game five is the exception so far in this series and if you only get one out of five games that's not going to cut it whenever you're getting further on in the playoff run deeper and deeper as you go it's going to be a big concern for them i don't i'm with you though they're not going to get bounced this round uh poor la like any other team I, i still believe this. any other team they're getting to the second round they're battling
0: sure. hard, and you know what? LA has some stars up front too, like we discussed. You know they have the Fiala and Andrew and Campe is playing lights out hockey right now for LA. they been
1: playing really solid hockey. Even Kopitar, like Fiala, like Indian everyone's basically
0: everybody's basically going for LA too. Just that it's just this is such a hard nosed matchup, Edmonton and LA that like people are going to have to battle right till the end, and that's why I'm not going to be shocked with it going to Game Seven, and I think it probably will be going to Game Seven.
1: Yeah, I I think L.A. wins the next game there, and they actually have like three full days off. They are not playing until Saturday night. Oh, what a game it's going to be. It's such a long break for the two teams, though. And I think moving forward, like not just talking, obviously not talking this year, but like years to come, excuse me, for teams to be able to shut down this Oilers team, they got to address their uh, special teams in the penalty kill.
0: Well, last night— like you know, with you mentioning like the special teams, like last night, Edmonton went two for three, and LA only had one power play the whole game. Like they're not going to be with those odds, they're not going to be
1: winning. You know. No, the Edmonton was just disciplined for the first time. I want to say the first time really in this whole series because they've been taking they took a lot of dumb penalties. They had seven alone in the first game. Yeah. So I think Wood Woodcroft really got them got their mindset straight there saying we're not going to win these games and clearly they didn't win the game one there where they were in the box so much because they need their best players out there as much as possible and not when they're a man short so in order for this Oilers team to win they got to stay out of the box that's what they've been doing Uh, Skinner had a rough game there game four he he bounced back nicely there last night in game five Uh, but if it wasn't for Campbell's play though in Game Four, I think this series looks a lot different, right? Like he oh, came yeah. up huge, made a lot of big saves, a lot of big saves, and even overtime alone too. And it was nice to see that huge comeback from the Oilers there after they made that change in the net.
0: Yep, no, it, it's it's nice and uh, it's one hell of a good series. And it's just uh, I tell you one thing though, with the Oilers battling LA the way they're battling right now. Uh, they're gonna set. They're setting themselves up for some uh, good outcomes in the second round because I bet you any money the Vegas Golden Knights will not be able to handle the Oilers in the second round as well. Like it's like I know we're we're talking future right now. Like the Jets could even still come back here and beat the Vegas Golden Knights, but uh, whether it's the Jets or Vegas next round or whoever it is, I
1: think the Oilers are gonna beat whoever they play next round. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it feels like they are a team destined for great things this season as long as they stay healthy. And Hyman, I want to say kind of stay healthy with this guy because he ate a puck last night, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he did score off the play, but like typical hockey fashion, hockey player fashion, uh, takes that puck right out the face, goes in the net, he's back out there the very next shift. Yeah. What happens in a play like that if you're in soccer?
0: Oh, well, you might as well be planning the guy's funeral.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just about it, really. I, I was looking for that kind of an answer from you as well. And another bright star from this Oilers team, Evan Bouchard. Man, his numbers, eh? His numbers are sensational right now for the Oilers. He's on a streak too, isn't he? He's, he's tied for second on the team in points. He, he's first in defenseman. Jesus. And he is eight. Eight points. Exact same stat line as McDavid, two goals, six assists. Uh, he actually has seven power play points. Lots coming on that power play. He's a quarterback back there, basically. And I want to say this, and I think everyone's going to agree. And I bet, okay, the, man- out, man. <laughs> I bet the management is Jesus wishing they didn't Christ. give Darren Nurse that $9.75 million <laughs> dollar fucking contract because he's been playing like complete Dog shit, and Uh, Evan Bouchard is looking like the face of that decor.
0: It's uh, it's definitely gonna handcuff the Oilers for sure. Like with uh, going forward, that you know they don't have much money to spend because they spent it on a D man that isn't worth that much money.
1: But he does, he does
0: pretty, he does bring a good you know presence come playoff time. In other aspects, not seen much of it this series. Not too much of it now.
1: We haven't seen a whole lot out of him at all this series uh, for a big big body like himself he's been very poor uh, maybe he's like third pairing good right now and they need a lot more out of this guy and they're lucky that they, they brought in Matthias Ekholm because if it wasn't for him we'd be seeing a lot more nurse. we'd be seeing a lot more goals against Matthias Matthias? <laughs> <laughs> Matthias it's yeah. Matthias Ekholm Ekholm <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, but uh, did you hear what the coach, <laughs> hear what the coach on Edmonton had to say about uh, Brett Kulak's play from last night's game? From all series, yeah. Let's hear it. He he's playing well. I don't have the exact quote down. I just heard him, what they what they were saying about him. And Brett Kulak had a big goal too there last night.
1: He was he was so fast. He like says that
0: so. you know what you're getting every single game with this guy, and uh, he's a guy that we need come playoff time and it's exactly what we're getting from every single game. I'm not afraid of putting them out there at any any time in the game. And that's some pretty high praise from a guy that, you know, was it was it, it was hard for him to kind of get a role in the NHL, you know? Since it was with Montreal there, you know, he played well in Montreal, but he still kind of got the short end of the stick there. Then he got traded to Edmonton, and you know he's flourishing there. And it was pretty good to see him get that goal because I always, I always thought he had some good talent there when he was with Montreal.
1: Oh, he was buzzing there last night. The game I watched, and he's it like for this decor right now. It goes Ekholm, Bouchard, and then Kulak. The way this guy's been playing all series long, Uh, Darnell Nurse not even close to being in the top three discussion there at all. Uh, Even I'd put Broberg over him. (laughs) uh i can't i can't for the life of me put cc over nurse play but kulak he's been very good and they're gonna have to see a lot more rely a lot more on him and luckily the coach loves him yep that he's gonna get thrown out there in all aspects of the game yep uh he's a good guy in the kill too (gasps) so it's huge uh they don't need him on the power play that's for sure (laughs) but uh let's get on to the next matchup because we got a a lot to go over here. Actually, there's one, one, one last thing I wanted to talk about. What's that now? Will Farrell.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, that funny guy.
1: Yeah, Quite the guy is right. He's King's number one fan, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. got to be. Like, he went to game three and four, face painted, and he was cheering all Front that row. long. Yeah. Well, he's got to be a season ticket holder, and he probably buys those tickets throughout the playoffs. Because every time you see an L.A. game, obviously the camera's panted. Will Ferrell is a big icon there in LA, and he's always in that same spot. He loves the action, and that's a great place to be if you want to be having that feel of all that. And What's,
0: he's, like, there this, by himself I'm, too, isn't he? Where thinking Does of? he just go
1: there by himself to watch these games? I wouldn't say he's going there by himself, that's for sure.
0: I've never seen anyone else around him, but who else, who else always, you going to? There's
1: always a guy beside him. Chris Rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just probably oh, yes. just one of his old school Chris Rock is or whatever. Sitting but... with,
0: uh, Chris Rock is usually sitting with Will Smith.
1: forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, those two are pretty tight, yeah. <laughs> but did you actually see in the Oilers game last night a guy painted, I did painted his face like to, to be like Will Ferrell? <laughs> he had the white beard, everything, except he was the Oilers fan, of course. But So he had it painted orange and blue. Uh, yeah. It's nice to see that he, he speaking... really admires Will Ferrell.
0: Oh, yeah. I love him. But uh, speaking of uh, fans... How about the fans in Dallas? I watched that game whenever it was 3 nothing, stars. And the fans were going nuts. And at one point, I just flicked it over to that game because I knew the game was over, 3 nothing. And I, I just flicked it over to that game because it was commercial between the Oilers and Kings. And I couldn't change the channel because I was just mesmerized by the fans and how hard they were cheering like there was a face-off in the other end and all the fans were up on the glass you know just cheering and cheering and cheering and then a song came on and the whole the whole stadium started singing this song by uh uh who's that guy that big-time country singer
1: you're asking the wrong person about you know, country, music, the country? Buddy. not even close you're asking the wrong guy for that
0: God, I have to. I actually have to get
1: it up here. But what do you think about that game last night, anyway, Sor? The game last night, um, I got to start off with Marcus Felino. It's probably. I, I know you probably wanted to touch on this yourself, but Marcus Felino got absolutely swindled, and not even just last night, but even Game Four. And you have to think, did he bang the refs' wives or something? <laughs> like, like hey, what's going hey, on hey, here? Back you... up, man. This is that's kind of far. Yeah, it must be far, but like, he's getting the shitty end of the stick completely. He got literally two minutes for hitting another player, and and this is in game four. And then he got two minutes for getting high-sticked, and he was bleeding too. And that was called for tripping on him. And then last night in game five, he gets called for a knee-on-knee. Yeah. Which, more like to me, and... I think, to any really hockey fan watching out there, it was a thigh-on-thigh, thigh and Fasca kind of like turns into him. But he yeah. didn't move his leg at all. He, well, was, if... he was stationary. He, he stood his ground, and he wasn't going for the knee-on-knee knee whatsoever. To get him kicked out of the game right there changed the whole complexity of the that game. Yeah. Well, was... I,
0: I actually heard that uh, Felino actually pissed on the referee's car after one game back in minor hockey. And that's why he's getting the short <laughs> Fuck man. No, but I don't uh,
1: think that's any different than me saying he was banging the wife's. but <laughs> Yeah, well I think that's a little worse than pissing on someone's tire. <laughs>
0: but anyways, this is a song here that the whole the whole friggin' stadium were singing this and they sung it to like probably the minute and ten minute and ten second mark of the song. And I don't even know all the lyrics of this song. I know them a little bit, but, like, these, these fans were singing them. I know they have a lot of people there. Like, if some fans don't know, the other some others would know. But they sounded great. But this is the song here, folks. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, anyways, I, I don't want to fall asleep over it. I won't play any more of that, but yeah, like like what I'm saying here, like that's a song that you think that wouldn't be getting the whole stadium rocking and the whole everyone buzzing and party mode, but that song actually created that atmosphere in Dallas. It was amazing to watch. Like I I still I mentioned this on other podcast previous podcasts, but like those Dallas Star fans, man, are on fucking real. Like I would love to go to some, some playoff hockey there in Dallas. And that's where you and I should go. Go down if to Dallas. If they get if they get into the Western Conference Finals, we should go down to freaking Texas. And see them play against the Edmonton
1: Oilers. Yes. Would you do it? I'd definitely consider it, but I'd rather put my money towards a Leafs uh, conference final game. I know, but you'd have to sell your house for that game. I wouldn't say you'd have to sell the house for that, no.
0: Well, sell your... Uh, you saying I got sell no money your, in the bank sell or what? You'd have to
1: sell your car. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, man. It's not that outrageous. Come on now. No,
0: but for a good seat, you could probably sell your car, yeah. Like 20 grand for like Yeah, fucking... if you
1: want to go up in the box seats or something. No. Man, but I'm not doing that. For the
0: Eastern Conference Finals, do you think you can get a front row seat... Front row seats. Hey, we're not talking about Eastern... this. Right? Sorry. Let's, okay. go, go. Let's, let's, let's get back onto the wildest stars, all right? Let's get back on track here. Come guys. on. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, Stars, they're pushing wild to the brink here. You know, with the big shutout win in game five, which doesn't surprise me. You know, uh, I knew that shutout was coming at some point for Jake Ottinger. Like, he's just playing unreal. But uh, you know, another guy that's playing unreal for the Dallas Stars that uh, I feel like he's got a bigger role since Joe Pavelski went down It's Tyler Sagan. Like, Tyler Sagan is putting together a good effort here, man. He's, Sagan scored his fourth power play goal of the series, 2-22 into the game, and just eight seconds after the wild forward Marcus Felino's five-minute major penalty.
1: That was, a big, crazy. that was a big part of the game. He stepped up tremendously for that uh, Stars team. Yeah, he's, and, he's starting to finally look like one of their top players again.
0: Yeah, and uh, Minnesota... You know, is one of the most penalized teams in the league. We knew we were going to get power plays. This is the Stars coach, Pete DeBoer, said. So the goal was to make them pay for it. And that's exactly what they did. And uh, Pete DeBoer mentioned, and we're doing that. And we've got to keep doing that. Because the power play right now for the Dallas Stars is playing a major role with them getting the wins right now in this series against Minnesota. You know, like, they have a good good power play there. You know, they're not a power play system like the Edmonton Oilers, but I think Dallas and Edmonton could go neck and neck here if they went into a series. Like, that would be one hell of a fucking series, man. But uh, anyways, though, I'll get back on to the thing. But Jason Robertson also had a power play goal in the first period. And like say said again, also an assist. Hints... Had three assists and now has the highest-scoring playoff series ever for a Dallas-Star player. And he's kind of doing that under the radar too, I find. Rope Hintz
1: lead, oh, I... so, silently leading the way there for uh, Dallas. He's got to be, like, one of the most underrated players in this league. Uh, a guy who's <laughs> kind of – he is injury-prone a bit. He does seem to kind of miss games sporadically all the time. But if he's healthy all the time, he's going to be a consistent 40-goal scorer the way this guy's been playing. He's lights out. Like you said, leader, franchise leader in uh, series points. 11 currently this series isn't even over he's got three games with three points in each of those so it's it's pretty amazing what this guy's been able to do so far yeah oh
0: man it's nuts and uh and like like i said too like never never good to see a guy like joe pavelski out but uh second has stepped up his game i, I can't stop talking about this guy man because when i watched that game last night he was just he was everywhere he was looking like he he was looking like he was like 23 24 years old again.
1: Yeah, he did look like he had those young legs once again and he drew a penalty too, scored what was it like 7 seconds into the power play they got after that botched Felino uh, penalty. But yeah, he was all over the place. You're correct on that one. Yeah, and this is kind
0: of a cool little fact too. So, say again, you know, he's 31 now. No no young spring chicken, but uh he also had a Stars franchise franchise record there with scoring the power play goals. So he has the most power play goals in a single playoff series since 2008, when Mike Medano
1: had five. Wow, kind of an interesting fact. It is an interesting. And he fact. might even nice he might even, those kind of little tidbits there. And he might even top that. I'd say he probably will. The way that guy's been playing, I don't think there's much stopping him. Every team's gotta be looking at uh, their top guys like Hinson, Robertson, all the time, and even Jamie Ben. So, for him to be having the role that he has right now, he's kind of flying underneath the radar.
0: Yeah, and it's nice just to see like all the players in that Dallas Stars team right now. Like every time they score, like they are pumped, like they are selling hard. Like they, it feels like the whole team has a good mojo going right now, and they just love scoring and playing. They just love the game of hockey, and when I watch that game, like I said, I already said it, I'm gonna say it again: the Dallas, they have, they have a strong possibility to make it to the Cup finals this year.
1: Oh, they clearly do with the way they've been playing, especially if they get Pavelski back in this lineup, because they've been doing remarkable things even with him out of the lineup right now. And if you add that guy in there as well, with over 100 games of playoff experience. They're only going to get better. They're not going to get worse. That's that's for sure. And and, and Ottinger, like you even yeah. said, you we're finally starting to see him break out once again like he played last year against the Calgary Flames. He had a shaky start first few games, but now he's looking cool, calm, and collective in between the pipes there. Yeah. Um, even, like you said, he finally got the uh, the first shutter of the playoffs, was Ottinger himself, and at a young age of 24, he's looking like one of the better goaltenders in the playoffs so far. And... I just want to say this, but I envy whoever has this guy in a fantasy hockey keeper league. Must be amazing to have a guy like this on your roster.
0: Oh well, I don't know who. I don't know who would ever talk that way. What?
1: <laughs> what are you? What? I don't know. Man, that made no sense. But whatever.
0: What did I even say?
1: <laughs> you said
0: who would I ever talk this way? Oh,
1: yeah, well, I don't know. Made no sense. Well, I guess
0: I can try to make it make it i could i no, guess i can try to I make it make sense coming back from that a guy that would want to talk about this is a guy that would probably have jake ottinger
1: on his fantasy hockey league team and but, you're the one that but now spoke... you're just saying different things <laughs> like it's not even what you said and you're the guy that <laughs> spoke. You're just, you're just saying a whole new statement about it and you're the guy that spoke highly <laughs> of ottinger with his fantasy team so, so, you, you, you know, must, everyone's listen. going to talk highly about Ottinger. He's one of the best goaltenders so in you, the league right now. So
0: you must have him on your fantasy
1: team. I 1,000% have him on a fantasy hockey keeper league, yes. But okay, anyone's going to talk about this guy like that. And one thing I hated from the Dallas Stars there last night, though, they rained down confetti after their win last night. That could be some bad mojo coming up. Because confetti is only whenever you win the championship, and that's it. And this is series, ground one game. Fucking, I wouldn't five. like that.
0: Who did that? Just a fan? No, it was the rink. Oh, I didn't even see that. Well, it might be something that's might be something that's good. <laughs> it might <laughs> turn. It might turn out to be something. Good. If you
1: want to swing that good, I, I don't know how you really do swing that to well, be. Well, it's a like a positive the Canes thing. doing
0: all that foolishness after they win. They've seemed to been doing pretty good.
1: Yeah, we'll no see. No cops, but we'll see.
0: But uh, anyways. Dallas is going to take this series in the wild, and uh, they're going to probably end up playing the Colorado Avalanche, which we will move on to casually.
1: Very casually, yeah. And so I don't what do know. You think? I don't know. You you think they're playing Colorado right at the choo here, but she's all tied up 2-2 two, two right now, and it feels like it's anybody's uh, series to come out of. Cracking. Yeah. They've proved us Wrong all season long, and they are proving they can keep up with this Stanley Cup championship team. I know they're missing guys like Landis and Nasushkin, too, now. So it's kind of hard to say, like, oh, Colorado's not at their best right now. Sure, maybe they're not, but it's not the Kraken's fault. No, I can tell you one thing. It's going to be some good game to watch here. Oh, it's going to be a great game because, like, their overtime goal on Monday night there. It's a weird, weird stat. I was kind of like, whoa. Uh, on Monday night there, that overtime goal snapped an 11-game win streak for the road teams in these playoffs. What? So not many home fans seen a lot of games that in that got stretch. got up there. Yeah, it got up there in a hurry, right? You know another crazy fact? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, that was the first ever
0: overtime win for the Seattle Kraken franchise.
1: <laughs> Fuck, man. I think everybody knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but we, I think we've seen probably one of the better Sallies too in this series. Did you do you happen to see uh Brandon Tana's celebration after he scored uh, there? Brandon Tanaf He is did a you see fan. It? He's a fan pleaser. Did you see it? I did not, but he's a fan pleaser. Did you know what he did? No. He blew a kiss to an avalanche Oh, yeah.
0: Fan. I've seen that, yeah. Okay. That was a couple well, games ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I've the, seen that. I thought he said his latest goal, and I was like, I didn't even know what last No, really I said the, game. the
1: best Sally in the playoffs series uh, had to be that one because oh, yeah. I'm, I I love it when he's interacting with the fans there. Just kind of get everybody That's involved. That's what it's all about. And, and the fans probably love that, and they're going to be talking <laughs> yeah. about that for the rest of their lives. But yeah. the most standout thing probably so far in this series... Got to be that Makar hit on McCann, right? Um, getting that one-game suspension. I don't know if it's truly worthy of one game or not, but I'd like to see your – or see. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, I've seen
0: the hit numerous times. You know, I went over it. i seen it in slow motion. I've seen it in fast motion. <laughs> but uh, I didn't think did, it was that did bad. Did you speed
1: it up? Yeah. Like seen fast, it, fast motion did it yeah. like two times the video speed?
0: Yeah, on my uh, VSR. Man. CHS tape. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> DVD. But um, I've seen it and I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, it's, the only reason why I got injured, I think, sore, is because. He hit his head, and he wasn't really expecting the hit. And I think that's what led to the one-game suspension, too.
1: Yeah, and the fact that the puck was nowhere's like close. Yeah, that's it, a good. That's a good point to
0: it, mention too. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Was...
1: It wasn't close at all because like the puck went up into the meshing there, and it wasn't even close to the two players. And McCann was a defenseless player, so it kind of is a little bit of a cheap shot. But I say if. Like, it's not even been by far one of the worst hits we've seen. Yeah. Yes, B- Bunting's was pretty bad. Uh, he's got the three games, but there's been so many more, too, so far in this playoffs. We've seen Nasix hit on Eric Stahl. He got him right in the head. No disciplinary action on that at all. Not even yeah. a fine. Uh, we've seen the Maroon cross check from behind him, McCabe. Okay, nothing. And even the Dumbo on Befelski. Yep. Uh, that one, this is where it kind of like throws it out in the whirlwinds here, but. I feel like he only got the suspension because McCann ended up being hurt. If he's not hurt on that play, like, I don't think we're really talking about this because it was called a major on the ice. It ended up getting reduced to a two-minute minor. And now we're saying, okay, it's a suspension. So it's like, what kind of changed their minds here? I I Mm -hmm. don't understand. Like, now is the NHL player safety saying the refs got it wrong? And, like, if so, like... What kind of like disciplinary action towards those officials should they receive, right? Because like they shouldn't be getting away with this shit either. If really it should have been a five minute major on the ice and it wasn't, yeah. I I don't know. There's got to be they got to get held accountable at some point in this playoffs because it's been atrocious all round, every round that we've uh, not every round, sorry, but every series so far in round one.
0: Oh yeah, I agree with you big time
1: it's nice to know that you agree man you got a lot of insight off that one i was, I, I was going hot and heavy in there and they're like yeah good job d- do you know that we're on a podcast right now we're trying to entertain others or you're just uh, no i'm sorry you're i'm just, just d- here shutting your eyes i'm sorry i'm just on tiktok Tick-tick here back relaxing i'm just on tiktok yeah it's nice nice <laughs> yeah trying to get your notes there ready for the next matchup what do you what are you doing yeah. i'm just i'm serious i'm just on tiktok <laughs>
0: I agree with the with the call. I agree with your outlook on Makar. Um
1: but I, I do think the Kraken have a legitimate threat to put out the asses round, and I'm not going to say Avalanche are playing Dallas Stars already, because Kraken have a for sure shot right now at this uh, series.
0: Yeah, they have a they have a good shot at it. Uh, you know, with Makar being out next game and Netrushkin, he's still out with personal reasons. I don't know what these personal reasons are, but they must be they must be of great magnitude for him to be missing such an important part of the season.
1: Yeah, I can really never trust that Russian government, so I'd say it has some ties.
0: might have some ties, but I just hope everything's okay with him, too, because it's got to be something. Him and his family. Yeah. Hope everything's all right there. And it's obviously something that, you know, it's not easy for his friends, you know, his teammates to be going through either at at a time like this, you know what I mean. It's, it's it's a lot on somebody, and maybe that's gonna maybe that's having an effect on the avalanche plane as well.
1: It very well could. Um, but really, everyone's got to step up, take that uh, next player up kind of mentality right now, and that's what the Colorado Avalanche need. And they know what it takes to win these hard fought games, especially when you're a lot of guys are hurt and playing hurt. So it's got to be the next man up kind of mentality for the Colorado Avalanche if they want to get by this. Very deep Kraken team.
0: Yeah. Anyways, it's going to be something interesting to watch. And, you know, I'll be tuning in. I'm not going to make any bets on who's going to win that next game because I literally have no idea and I have no inkling on whether, you know, this team might take it, this team may take it. You know, like I really think with Makar being out and Natrushkin being out, I think it really does open the door for the Kraken here. And I think they're going to lean on that as motivation and like kinda of like a bonus, you know? A bonus going into this. Like I know the Kraken also they're also losing McCann. But maybe they're like, you know what, let's win this game for our for our player, you know, for one of our leaders and let's uh let's let's win this game, win this series and see McCann back the next round.
1: It would be great to see, honestly. I, I'm kinda of rooting for the Kraken, not gonna lie. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But uh, do you want to move on to the next round that we have? Take us away with the Knights and Jets' last matchup in the West before we head off to the East. This is a series that is basically over. I think that the Knights
0: are going to be carrying this one away. You know, only 31 teams in NHL history have ever overcome a 3-1 series deficit. And uh, the Winnipeg Jets head coach Rick Bonus knows it's going to be difficult to make sure his squad becomes the 32nd. You know, he said that we have a confident group here. We have to be, and we will be. We'll be very confident going into Game 5. We're going to have a swagger. And, uh, you know, if we go out, it's going to be one tough fight for you guys tonight. That's what he's pretty much saying to the to the vegas golden knights like we're going out there it's going to be a tough one for, if you guys want to win it's going to be one hell of a tough fight and if we play with that attitude then i think our chances are good so i think bonus he seems pretty confident he seems pretty confident His players to come out and actually win this game and i think they will win the next game do you
1: you think the jets gonna take uh game five yeah i think they will i don't know if they will man they're they got caught with the injury bug here in this first round. Uh, no Morrissey. Shifley's questionable still. Uh, if they have him in the lineup, maybe I'll kind of lean that way. And I feel like they should be winning a game at home. Or No, they're on the road. So, no. Knights take it. Really? Next game? Knights take it. It's over. Well,
0: Connor Helbchuk Hel- said the same thing. Halbach. <laughs> well, how do you pronounce that? Halbach. Halbach. Connor Hel, Hel-, Hel- <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh he added i think we have the character in our room to do something special to do something great like we said we're looking for one game and we'll move on to the next one and then we'll prepare the same for the next and uh you know that's all i really have to do like go Pretty well the-,
1: the classic line though whenever you're down and you, you need need a win like in must win situations
0: yeah but it can be done i know only 30 teams in nhl history has ever done it but I feel like we see it at least once a year in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and if this not isn't twice. going to be the situation, though. I, I truly believe the Jets are done. The, night, the Knights are just, they're a lot better. And with the injuries to the Jets, it's not going to happen. Sorry, Jets fans, but you had a great run. But not really because you actually fucked your whole season over at the end of this regular season. I don't know what they're dicking around doing there. but
0: Yeah, but you know what? 3-1 deficit, it can happen. Ask the Toronto Maple Leafs that it's, one.
1: It's not going to happen to the White, Winnipeg Jets, though. Uh, Stone's been looking great, shaking off a lot of rust so far. Like He's looking like a completely different player right there and exactly what the Knights needed. And pretty odd that he comes back right in time for playoffs. But it, it's nice to see that uh, he's back, healthy, and being a real factor for the Winnipeg Jets is, or the Vegas Golden Knights, sorry. And I just, I just still trying to think of a reason how or thinking about how the Jets can actually win this series, but I still don't see it. So you, th- you they've throw, been way too consistent all season. You throw hundred
0: dollars on Vegas cl- claiming
1: this series, and I. Oh yeah, because like the inconsistency throughout the Jets all season long alone just shifts my my opinions towards how this Knights team is going to get it done. If not tonight, if not game six, they're going to get it done. They're not losing three straight to this Winnipeg Jets team. It's just no way. It's not happening, Uh, especially if Morrissey's not even going to be back. Ealer still hasn't even been playing, and Shifley, he got hurt off taking a shot. Like, what's wrong with his arm, hand, wrist? whatever the injury might be for Mark Scheifele there, but without those three guys, it's going to be really tough for the Winnipeg Jets to to string together three wins. They're depleted, Tough, but they can do it. If they had those guys and they were all healthy, I'd say yes, they have a great shot at it, but it's not their season.
0: We'll have to wait and see. But uh, from one team being down 3-1, let's move on to another team that's down 3-1, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So if you want to touch on the Leafs and the Bolts series right now, go ahead. Because I know you are one fucking happy
1: camper there the other night. Was I ever a happy camper the other night? And the last time we talked, it was looking very concerning for the Maple Leafs, right? They got absolutely shit pumped there in game one. And, well, they bounced back nicely. Steam rolled the Lightning in game two. Put up a seven spot on them. It was like a completely different team out of the Maple Leafs there from game one. So it was nice to see them actually bounce back like that because not too many times we've seen a Maple Leafs team do something like of that magnitude. And a few other things we haven't seen them do, come back in games in third periods. We've seen them give up many leads, like a 4-1 lead to the Bruins, some 3-1 leads as well to the Montreal as well. and Well... De- like the least, they they were absolutely like terrible. Like they showed no sense of urgency uh, in the first forty in both Game Three and Four, but something just switched with this team come the third period and they came out guns a blazing, came back in both games, sent them both to overtime, and they never looked back. Like we've never seen this as least fans out of this team whatsoever, not even close. Uh, we're always just used to losing these games and looking on to the next one. Something like what Buck's saying, it's just you gotta take one game at a time here. We gotta focus on the game at hand and move on.
0: Except for when they played Montreal and they were up three-one.
1: That's what I mean. They're like, sitting pretty they, then. But like Hellebuck said, you gotta look. You just gotta play one game at a time here and move on because I don't feel like this Leafs team is gonna do that same thing again because we've never seen those three things like out of this team ever. We've never seen like them come back in games like that. We have always seen them give up leads like that. And now since the, uh, the script has been flipped, it's a totally different story. And I really truly believe if they didn't make that trade with the St. Louis blues, getting Ryan, the factor, O'Reilly and Noel Achari in this lineup, they're not winning either of those two games. Like game three and four, now they're going back to Toronto down 3-1 without those two guys in that lineup. That's for sure because, like, O'Reilly's there. They a, made a difference. He, he's a massive difference maker, man. They, he scored the tying goal, got two assists as well in the game, uh, even had that great uh, face-off win that set up the OT goal yeah. in game three. Uh, so he's providing the offense, and he's also staying very tight-knit in his own zone. Like, he's a shutdown guy too as well. And I like the emotion from him. Oh, he wants to win. Oh, like, yeah. he's got more emotion than anybody else on that team. Yeah, I like he's it. only been there for half a season. He's a born leader. He's is a born he? leader yeah. on a, on a, for a hockey squad. Oh, he completely is a born leader. And uh, he Well, when he collected that goal to assist, he actually got penciled down as a fighting major, too. So he did, did get that Gordie Howe hat trick in Game 3, believe it or not, even though it wasn't really much of a fight, so yeah. I wouldn't really call it one. On but, paper, I guess. Yeah, on paper, he, he did get one and. We can't really go without saying Matthews nice saved the game in Game 4 either. No, he didn't play as great as he did in Game 3, but he's, when he saved that one on the goal line, I think that just, like, yeah, they, they they did score, like, Lightning scored after that, but if he doesn't stop that, he's not there to stop that. The Leafs let up five going into the third period, and they're not winning Game 4. Like, Listen, he, him saving that's just as good as him scoring one. He he did Marbles. his part. He did his job well. He's getting, he's getting a lot of praise from uh, Keith as well. So he's not coming out of the lineup. He was asked about that today. Uh, Keith was, and Nyes will be staying in. He, he's he's dynamic, man. He's providing offense. He's been on the ice for all those big moments, like the tying goals and the OT goals in both games. So how can you take a guy out like that? That's doing so much for the team. No, he's he's staying unless he does some stupid like Bunting does. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that's ever going to happen with this Matthew Nice guy. They just play a completely different style of hockey.
0: All right, settle down a bit, Nice. Yes, <laughs> yeah, settle down You're getting down, a little but bit excited here. I buddy. know,
1: and what about Austin awesome Matthews game? Well, I have to mention. Two huge goals in the third.
0: I have to mention something, though. What's that? Bunting is a scratch. He's not coming back into the lineup next game.
1: You no, know, that's something I wanted to touch on, too, with you in... Like yeah, he served his three game suspension. That's a good call though. The and part. I, uh, he was he has been like an extra in the practices so far, and I believe that's the right call. Oh yeah, Big this time. this uh, this is your winning lineup. They win three straight. Don't fuck with it. You yeah. can't fuck with it right now. Not yeah. at all because yeah. it's just gonna it'd suck the emotion out of those guys who've came back in those games to win you those games, and to switch up that lineup would full team, team effort. Be, it would just be like heartbreaking to whoever gets out of the lineup and just like the players be like, what the fuck coach? Like if you're taking out the cut, like why are you mixing up? Yes. Bunting is better than like an Aston Reese or a Lafferty, but he's, he's got to work his way back into that lineup and it's going to be, have to be after a mistake. Maybe if they even lose uh, Thursday mm. night there, he might have a chance to come back. Mojo in, but, baby, but you got yeah, yeah. to roll with that lineup, baby. But yeah, so uh, we'll, uh, all we'll see what board this Leafs train right now. Holy motherfucking god. So enough about the Leafs, man. We'll see
0: what they do here enough next game. Enough about
1: the Leafs already? You we'll, shit
0: me. We'll see what they do with next game. This
1: is the most entertaining. If they win the series, if they win of the the first series, round. If
0: they win if they win the series, I'll give you an extra 15 minutes to talk about the Leafs.
1: That is crazy. But I'm actually, just going to cut this all short because you're not a Leafs fan. Actually, you better. A, you're just a crybaby Montreal Canadian fan. <laughs> 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 wah, wah, wah. anyways Sterkowski's going to save the franchise. Maybe I'll, <laughs> he's going to score 15 <laughs> every year. He's so good. <laughs> go, kay. Leafs. Go, baby. Okay, anything more? <laughs> anything more? <laughs> yeah, Ron O'Reilly's an absolute fucking beast.
0: Okay, okay. I got to shut you down here. All right, let's move on to the Bruins and Panthers. Enough of this leaves and fucking bulls talk. Did you talk? Listen to s- you, you. Did you see what points? You you're see what point that than though? a fucking squirrel on a fucking, fucking, fucking tree with an unlimited amount of nuts. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. That's a bad uh, okay, comparison. Okay. That's all I can think of. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Bruins and Panthers... Are the
1: Panthers oh, done tonight? God. But did you see what Braden Point said though? No, what did he say? He's in his uh, intermission uh, talk. There, I believe it was between the second and third period. He was asked about uh, how this, te- how the Tampa Bay Lightning kind of bounced back at- there after letting up those three goals against yeah, the yeah. Leafs and lo- losing Game Three. And he said, "Well, we've just uh, we corrected those mistakes. We've been playing a lot better, and the score is showing that right now. And the better teams winning." And That's... then and then the least come out. Come back in the third period.
0: So they must win have just the they must have just missed something. What do you mean? The bolts. He said he corrected everything. They must not have corrected everything. Have yeah,
1: you? they they did make a lot of mistakes because uh Matthew Nyes was actually asked about those comments too. Uh, actually it was Hagel. I think Hagel was saying that in the in the intermission report okay. there. But Nyes was like, Yeah, maybe next time they should spend less time celebrating early and more time trying to keep up with us. We're coming for them in Game Five, and they better be ready for a fight because we're wow. not Wow,
0: that's fucking ballsy, man. The young kid to say to a fucking pretty much dynasty and the young kid, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, that's good to see though.
1: You need to have that. That's nice you need to, to have, see, have that, that fresh uh, blood in there. Yeah, and it's good to see. He wants to win because he's actually four, three, you know, on that ice surface since losing the uh, Frozen Four national yeah. championship. So well, let's get real. Uh, Vasilevsky—he's
0: a fucking warrior himself, and he's gonna battle back here, man. And he, and Tampa Bay is gonna come up with his win here, t- uh, tomorrow night for sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They're coming back, and then they're going back to Tampa. Tampa's winning that game, and they're gonna—we're gonna be back in Toronto for Game Seven. And <laughs> I fucking hope it's we're gonna not. be fucking wild. I fucking
1: <laughs> hope we're not teeing up a Game Seven uh podcast there. Man, you oh, know Vasilevskiy has to be better. So let's. Just... Yeah, everyone's been saying that after every loss right now, and look at him. Yeah. So, uh, Time's running out.
0: You know, if it's going to be over for the Bolts tomorrow night, then so be it. Leafs, you know, about time they'd fucking get out of the first round. But I don't think it's going to happen. But what about the Bruins and Panthers game tonight? Do you think the Bruins
1: actually move on to the second round? I think so. Yeah, I think it's just about over. Yeah, Florida did everything they could. Getting one win was uh, just about everyone who, what everyone thought they could do. Uh, Kachuk, you could see he's frustrated as, as hell out there. Even going after Olmark now, so Olmark even wanted a piece of him there. So everyone's just frustrated. It's been a very poor season for the Florida Panthers, but yep. it, they just gotta regroup and look forward to next season right now.
0: Yeah, and it's looking like all signs continue to point towards Boston Bruins captain Patrice Bergeron returning to the Bruins lineup for Game 5 against the Florida Panthers. Great to see. Wednesday at TD Garden. You know, he's coming back on uh, on home ice, which is always better than away. But as promised it- by general manager Don Sweeney yesterday and head coach Jim Montgomery the night before, Bergeron returned to practice on Tuesday ahead of Game 5 and told reporters after that, he doesn't foresee any issues keeping him from playing in his first game of the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: If you're Boston though, why why risk him in this series? They're doing fine without him. Like why? Why? Well, if he's healthy to go, why not put him in? But how healthy is he and like how ready is he to go? He must be healthy It just seems odd to me that he gets thrown in there for a game five, which they're probably already going to win because Boston's so much better than the Florida Panthers anyways. But it sounds like he's going day by day. Why not have him completely prepared for round two because you're going to be in round two regardless of what happens here tonight.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like he's, well, by the way he sounds in this statement, today's a good day and we'll see tomorrow how I feel. I'm not anticipating any setbacks so far. So good. You know, like, so far, so good, obviously. I just mentioned. think
1: a lot of Bruins fans would like to see him healthy and ready to go for round two instead of playing game five of round one where they're up 3-1. Yeah. Ho- hopefully all things go right, and hopefully the well, Montgomery just kind of eases him in there, maybe not overdo it, like, just kind of get his get some minutes in there, like 15. Yeah. Get 15 minutes in there, get, get that action. Uh, don't don't overexert him though. Yeah,
0: and, and maybe maybe they're gonna play that route too because uh, he wasn't on, he wasn't skating with the first line either. He wasn't he wasn't on the line with uh, Brad Marchand. Instead, uh, Montgomery had him playing with Tyler Bertuzzi and David Pasternak.
1: I'd say that's the first line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're maybe wasn't the maybe first line. maybe they're saying the Brad Marchand line is always the first line. <laughs> that's
1: the that's your top line, right there.
0: As Montgomery said it's just for me to look at lines Montgomery said I know what marshy and bergie look like I don't know if it if that's going to be our lines tomorrow or not like they've played together for fucking years years why not throw them on the same line together like what are they trying to do here
1: but well, seeing different looks I suppose
0: yeah perhaps but it's just surprising to see them not on the same line but you know. What didn't surprise Bergeron? Seeing Marchand lead the way while he was
1: out. You think Marchand led the way? Oh, yeah.
0: He took his game to another leadership level whenever uh, Captain wow. Priest Bergeron missed the first four games of the of the series with Florida.
1: So, leadership-wise. Oh,
0: leadership-wise. Oh, yeah. I-,
1: I think the guy who really stepped up the most for the Bruins was Taylor Hall.
0: Yeah, Taylor Hall and uh, even Bertuzzi. Like, I feel like... Uh, with Bergeron gone, there, I feel like a lot of players, uh, you know, took the bull by the horns and really uh, stepped their game up.
1: Yeah, because they're not really getting a whole lot. I know Marchand does have three goals through four games, which is it's great. He ha- he has been playing really good, but he he's minus two, so really he's not always on for the for just like goals four. He- he's on there goals again, yeah. so he's not playing that great in his own zone. That line really hasn't been. Uh, Mac he's been kind of quiet just the two goals too so far and nice to be able to see that depth and that's why they acquired these guys like Taylor Hall and Batuzi. like you were saying uh, seeing an MVP type so far series at a Hall it's like flashing back to him with the devil's jersey on he's been so good to watch after that game one and he he, he's a big reason why they're up 3-1 right now and he's Going to be a big reason why, if he can consistently play like this, that they're probably going to go to the Cup. Yep.
0: Yeah. Again, it's nice to see these guys that are we we consider kind of vets now, and like Taylor Hall and Talishay again, like we previously mentioned in this segment. But uh, like they're they really come to life here in the playoffs, and this is what a team needs, right, to to make that next step come playoff time. And the Bruins are showing it, and the Stars are showing it. And uh, that leadership, like what Bergeron said there, Marchand. I know that Marchand in the past hasn't really been that kind of guy you you go towards for being a leader with you know the different things he's done over the years. But um, you know Bergeron said himself, like I feel like he's really matured and uh, he's put his ego aside and he's really doing what is best for the team
1: instead of going out there licking people in the face.
0: Yeah, that. <laughs> but like I think he he you know a lot of the maybe that's the difference. And maybe that's he why Boston. Up. Maybe that's why Boston is so good this year. Like they have that leadership even from Brad Marchand. Like instead of all the behind scenes and stuff of Brad Marchand doing this, Brad Marchand doing that. Like the players in the team mm-hmm. actually are starting
1: to respect him a little more. Yeah, because he well he's been learning from one of the best as well, and another great leader in that room as well is like Nick Foligno too. Yeah, so Nick being Felino. able to leave, like learn from those veteran players, it's it only does great things for Brad Marchand going forward. Yeah. Um, it just kind of sucks for Florida, though, because Bob is completely washed, I'd say. Yeah. He played pitiful in that game he came in. I yeah, believe it was game talking four. talking about the Panthers. Like, here's 10 mil, bud. Thanks for sitting on our bench.
0: Yeah, well, five goals and 30 shots. It's not going to do the job come playoff Never time. Never
1: going to do the trick there, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, Florida's got a lot of retooling, a lot of rethinking with that roster moving into next year, that's for sure. But... Enough on them. I, th- I think the Bruins, uh, they're yeah. getting by them pretty easily here. Um, maybe they look to sign Lyon, try to get rid of that Bob contract, though. Make, <laughs> make some room for other pieces because they're missing a lot so far in that yeah. lineup. But, but uh,
0: yeah, so, uh, you know, another another series that's potentially, you know, over where we thought is uh, the Canes and Islanders. Uh, the Islanders came, came back pretty strong there last game know, to make this series 3-2, uh,
1: do you think they have anything left in them? Well, I got to kind of say this. I was too quick to judge this series because I said it was a complete snooze fest after game one. And to be fair, that was a fucking boring game one. But game two and three were miles better than like those Bruins and Panthers games. Yep. For sure. Game four, I mean, Carolina just dominated all over the score sheet, uh, but I got to say, the Islanders kind of got waxed a bit, though, with the refs. Uh, They didn't seem to think that Hurricanes even did anything wrong in Game 2. And they even missed a blatant, like, high-stick in overtime in Game 3. Somehow didn't get called because it would have been a huge turning point for the Islanders if they got the power play there in OT. But then fast goes down, scores. So even in Game 4, it was a bit mishandled. I know the Hurricanes kind of ran away with it in there in Game 4, but, like, Barzell got called for a dive on a play that he got cross-tracked from behind on. I don't know. I just felt that was kind of bizarre. Like, he's not... Didn't feel like he was diving whatsoever on that. So, that changed the trajectory of the whole hockey game right there because Carolina just started taking over. Yeah. But yeah, game five there last night, Islanders looked real sharp, and we said it in the playoff preview, if the Islanders are going to win these hockey games, it's going to have to come from the play of Sorokin. Because he was a complete beast, like a monster there last <laughs> night in the do or die game for the Islanders. And yeah, he let in one like, redirect goal, and then Aho was wide open in the slot, like completely uncovered. So it's going to be tough yeah. for any goal to stop those. But Sorokin steals on this one for sure. What he have? he had over 30 saves in on this one. Just absolutely stolen the game. Uh, even Engval, Pierre Engval, watched him a little closely yeah. there. And. I can tell you what I've never seen a game like that out of him in a Maple Leafs jersey. He, he See, like he was I've, great. He yeah, was great. I feel great. like That's
0: he. Funny. I feel like he has been
1: playing well ever oh, he, since coming over from the Islanders. That was play- the first like real notable noticeable game that I seen out of him. Like the rest were kind of like every other game I seen him with the Leafs, but last night he really stood out and he was a he was a big reason why they won last night. Obviously, Nelson scoring that goal off Ajo's face was something else, too, because we've seen a lot of face action there last night. Yeah. That's using your face, eh? (laughs) Yeah, but, like, again,
0: some players from the Hurricanes that have to step up here if they're going to, you know, get past the Islanders, which I'm not so confident that they will be getting past the Islanders or not, really.
1: Yeah, and you said... What matchup was that that you said? Oh, the Jets are going to come back. You could see the Jets coming back in that Knights one because like a team's bound to come back from three to one, right? Well, there's going, going to be
0: one team there's going to be one team that's going to be coming back from a three-one yeah. deficit here in the
1: playoffs. I think it's the New York Islanders,
0: and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised because Sorokin played one hell of a game there too, and uh, you know the fans were in it, and if the Islanders go back, well, the next game's where.
1: The next game is in Long Island,
0: so it's that's a big game, and it should
1: be. It's going to be one that the Islanders have to win. They have to win. They're zero and two so far in their own barn, and so they're bound to a, it's win. It's a must win. They're it's a bound must to win. win. And if Sorokin stays dialed in, I think they win this hockey game. Cause Island or the Hurricanes are still like they suffered another loss with Tivo and two having like a surgery on his hand there he got injured in game 2 so they're just playing they so well so, they the are Canes. so yeah but they're so getting very depleted as well up front and they're playing so they are, well they are defensively they're finding a way to get it done aho is a playoff performer yeah we just got to say that oh man he was getting crunched last not, last nights in in the game Well, he's got to be their target every time he's out in the ice right like the pelicans' best player crushing by him. Far.
0: hit by hit he was getting manhandled and he was getting up. He's a warrior. That he is Sebastian a warrior. Hill. But
1: um, before I cut you off there, yeah, with the guys who need to step up for the Islanders, it's got to be their best players, right? Like Bo Horvat. Where the fuck's he been? <laughs>
0: yeah, Bo Horvat's been sleeping, and he even said himself that he's not playing the way he should be. And uh, uh, he's been playing pretty bad. You know what? It's not over yet. He can come up with a big game there uh, tomorrow night, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, uh, it
1: just feels like ever since he said that thing about Vancouver, what was it? He said uh, it's been like he was, yeah yeah I didn't like that. Yeah, Too what much. Was he? he well, he was asked about uh, how this rates and, like the playoff push for him. So it was like at the regular se- end of the regular regular season. Holy tongue twister for myself there. Long day, folks. Um, but he said it's been unbelievable, a lot better than Vancouver. I can tell you that for free. And since saying that, he's been. Very poor.
0: Yeah, he's not doing too well. Say Karma like, bit him there. Yeah, yeah, Karma might have bit him, but it's not over yet. Let's see him let's, no, let's it's see not him over fix that yet. Up. And
1: I hope he does bounce back. He got an assist there last night and maybe that'll kinda of spark some things. Uh but yeah, if, if the Islanders need to win this series, it's gotta come from him, Barzell yeah. and Murray. Yeah. wanna want note on this guy, Kyle he has been playing really good and I think one of the biggest reasons why it's because he can grow his fucking beard again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? Like, Lou Lamorello has no control come playoff time with that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's neat. That's a neat fact. I, it's gotta be right. I wonder why. He loves the f- why what? Come playoff time, because he's he's okay for the playoff beards. Is uh, that why?
1: Playoff beards are just a type. Like it's just a thing. That I know, the players doing Lou Lamarello's okay with that. Yeah, he is. Come playoff time. You're allowed to grow beer season? No. Yeah.
0: It's all business. Yeah. Nah, that's fucking weird. It is pretty weird, right? But, uh, jumping along here, Sora. Rangers and Devils. Right
1: on to the last matchup here. We. This is game seven, kind of written all over as well. And you said after game one, Rangers are going to sweep the New Jersey Devils. Play it back, guys. Episode 17. Mm -hmm was was the, other at the end that of was the, the other podcast, drool. Joel said, Rangers are sweeping the devils after game one. Oh, that was the other Joel. Bad take. That sounded just like me. Bad take.
0: But, uh, yeah, the Rangers, man, lackluster. You could call the performance from the Rangers last game?
1: Yeah, you, could, you definitely could say that because they need to find their scoring just kind of like the Islanders from, that top, from their top guys. Like Zabinijid, Panarin have been... Pretty invisible out there, if yeah. I must say. They've have four assists combined so far in this series. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and, and, those, those are Rangers' best players. Yeah, have four assists combined.
0: And head coach Gerard Glant was not pleased with his club's effort to put a stranglehold on the series Monday in the game for a loss. He said, not good enough. Not even close to good enough. <laughs> he added, we didn't show up. We didn't play hard enough. We didn't compete hard enough. All we did was yap at the linesman for getting thrown out of the face-offs. A lot of bad things tonight. That's He's not cutting around any bushes there. He's getting right to the point. You know what? He'd be giving
1: these players a fucking licking in the dressing room. Oh, a thousand percent he would be because shesterkin Sterkin played unbelievable. And if you're just leaving him hanging out to dry, it was a 2-1 game, right? So, like in game four? Yeah. He needs some help up front there from the boys. Like, you... Loaded up your offense, yeah, no, to it's... be able to take on any team in this like high-powered Eastern Conference, and they put up a huge dud there at home, two duds at home in the MSG.
0: Yeah, and like what you said earlier, there the first statement you said about uh, Zabinajad and Artemi Panarin, like, like hello, like they
1: really do have to wake up. No, oh, big time, because the Devils can easily steal this one here, going back home. Uh, no team has won at home yet, and it's got to it's got a break. Something
0: winning all the games won is from the away team. Like yeah. you do, and again, you see that every now and again in the playoffs, at least once a year, you see. And like that doesn't even make sense to me.
1: Oh, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy because like you'd think you'd be playing so much better in your home building, but I guess it's just something about being that. Uh, Villain coming into the opposing ring. Yeah. Turns these teams on, I guess. But, uh, it's again, it's going to be another fun game to
0: watch here, but I really do think the Rangers will take this next game.
1: So the road teams are going to continue to win in yeah. this series. Yes. Uh, it's it's worth noting, too, Smeed taking over the net, too, in the Devils, right? Like, Vitek Vannesek is no longer well. the starter, and Smeed taking over the young guy. Uh, even over Blackwood, too, which Blackwood... Geez, he was highly, highly thought about and highly talked about yep. uh, a couple of years ago. There, people were pinging him there on the Olympic rosters and everything. And now he's, he's a third goaltender behind <laughs> Vitek can uh, It's good to see Sneed. too. It's good to see. It's great to see. i I'll play like the see.
0: guys that are actually going to fucking play. You know?
1: Yes, he's been playing great. Blackwood had a really, very bad year, and for the last couple of years, really, he can't stay healthy either. Yeah. Kind of like a Matt Murray, where you can't trust him. Even if, he, even if he is your backup right now, you can't trust him in case your guy gets hurt. What if he gets hurt? And then you got to put in a fucking e-bug in the playoffs. No way. Yeah. But this is going to be fun. Do you think the Rangers will take this next game, though? Do you think they will? No, Keep I think the so. I, going? No, something's got to give here. Devils are going to win at home. First home team of this series. And Timo Meyer's is going to have a big game because he's been relatively quiet as well in this series. Been. It's kind of been the Jack Hughes show. Oh, man. What a guy. Yeah, he's a stud, man. He's... he's clearly the face of this franchise he had a spot in my in my heart for sure yeah he's got so much swag man like even after his goal there in game four no sally just skates and stares at the rangers fans just staring them all down hilarious guy he has some good post-game uh interviews as he well, has so some it's... spunk but he can't get too much into that he's
0: kind of getting to like the dick stage you know being kind of a dick like don cherry would not like that stuff
1: I don't think many people care <laughs> but what Don Jerry has to say. I right wish now, he was but.
0: I wish he was on air. He's entertaining.
1: Yeah, he he's been he's been off air for a while though, so I don't miss him too much. So
0: any quick uh any any other notes you'd like to share with the with the listeners today?
1: Any other notes like regarding the playoff rounds? Oh yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> if the Rangers wanna win, <laughs> Panarin, has been at the so up. If Sturken even plays the same he's been playing, they're going to win. Yep. They're going to win. So exactly. Rangers got this unless their two top guys just continue to go missing. Because I I seen them on a mail carton there the other day. It said missing. If found, return to the Madison Square Garden. Wow. It had George glance phone number on the carton to, <laughs> to call him to let him know uh, right okay. away that you spotted him. Yeah, that's how that's funny. that's how missing they are right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I uh yeah, it's, it's going to be something to see. And, you know, next Wednesday, which will be our next episode, a lot of these series will, I think, should have wrapped up by then. All of them will be over. So we're going to finish out with uh mentioning that it's going to be we'll start off how we went in order this podcast. Kings and Oilers. I think we agree on the Oilers taking this.
1: Yep. And soda and stars. Dallas, stars. Cracking. I don't think the confetti is going to be too much of a problem, <laughs> even though I fucking hated that. Yeah, Kraken, ABS. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch over. I want to take the the underdog Seattle Kraken. Okay, Kraken. Who are you taking? ABS. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jets, Vegas. I I think I explained it all. Vegas. I'm going with Vegas, too. Yeah, I think I explained everything I needed to say with them. Yeah, I'm pretty well. You know what side I'm on there. (laughs) Go, Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. Islanders and. I like the Islanders come back here. Sorokin, he's in a different mindset right now. Islanders, wow, it's going to be
0: the 3-1 come
1: back, okay. And unlike the Rangers top guys, the Islanders top guys are going to show up.
0: All right, all right, and uh, Rangers, Devils.
1: I wanted. To, I'm going with Devils. Wow. Okay, I'm going with Rangers. I I had the Rangers initially too. I even had the Canes initially too. Had the Avs initially, but and I want to switch it up, kind of go against each other here.
0: And should we even say Bruins and Panthers? Well,
1: Bruins, no, obviously. No. So, folks,
0: uh, that's that's how the playoffs. I don't even know if the
1: Bruins played anybody in the first round.
0: <laughs> that's how the playoffs is going to wrap up here for the first round, and we'll be back with you guys next wednesday talking about the winners and the losers and what happened and what didn't what happened and what didn't happen
1: and get ready for round 2 of the playoffs it's only going to get better only going to be more physical hockey and a lot more meaningful hockey as we continue on to a deep playoff run